What's up, everybody? I'm Danielle. And I'm Rob. We were so obsessed with Quibi, the new streaming service that's taking over the zeitgeist, that we went ahead and made a podcast about it. This is Quibiverse. Quibi's going to be a fucking roller coaster. We're riding that thing straight to hell, so slap on those AirPods and get on for the ride. Here's what's going on today in the Quibiverse. Hey, Quibillionaires. We left our conversation with Julia Alexander, Verge reporter and Canadian, wondering how Quibi can possibly stack up against YouTube. Let's get right back into it. So YouTube. Right. So the thing about YouTube is uh, they have 500 hours of content uploaded every minute. And YouTube is global. YouTube is like, I'm going to watch someone in England, watch someone in India, watch someone in the States. And it's just a bunch of different content. And I don't pay for it. People send me links. I spend my time on there. I have creators I like who I don't have to pay for. So the it, the payment is optional. It's like, if you want, don't want to, you can pay this. And you're also going to get a free music library, which is great. And music videos, which m- most services don't offer. Right. Like Apple kind of does. Um, Quibi is going, the only way for you to watch this is by paying with ads. And also, if you don't like ads, you're going to pay more than you're paying for Disney Plus and Apple TV Plus, Disney Plus giving you the entire Disney catalog to watch three shows I mentioned that I'm even now like, eh, <laughs> I could oh, live without oh. it. I could live without <laughs> it. I already have so much in my life. <laughs> there is a show on Quibi. Well, I mean, this is the show where I was really like, drop the phone. What the fuck is Quibi? <laughs> where notorious Netflix hater Steven Spielberg <laughs> supposedly is making a show that you can only watch when it's dark outside. Right. That now, I will watch. That is hilarious. Like that I'm like, okay, take my hate bugs. <laughs> Steven Spielberg back to his roots. Like, sure. But then you hear about some of the other ones and there are so many, like we're going to go through every single show and talk about whether it's going to be good or not. But there are so many. It's like, I'm just wondering, and now I want to get back to YouTube too in terms of the interface. Because like, as you mentioned, YouTube, you can easily keep watching because yep. they're suggesting things. If you liked this video about living in a van, watch this video about living in a van. I recently watched Vanfluencer in a <laughs> videos and I really enjoyed them. Um, but like, yeah, is Quibi going to be able to do that? There are no comments on Quibi or are they? Because I can waste a lot of Nobody time reading knows. YouTube comments. <laughs> this is the, that, that's the question. That is the question. It is, what does this thing look like? No one knows. And again, at the time of this recording, it launches in a month and a half. Oh, my God. No one has seen this. To compare that to its competitors that Kubi doesn't want to be called competitors <laughs> with, Peacock from NBC Universal and HBO Max launch, both launched around the same time in the spring. They had three-hour investor events where they just showed off the interface. <laughs> they were right. like, here's what it looks like. Here's what you'll be able to do. Here's how we're going to do everything. And they launch far after uh quibi does about a few months after right uh and it's like everything about quibi the idea of it sounds great and jeffrey katzenberg people believe in him this has been the whole thing we believe in cats we believe you can do it he's out right now still raising capital like he's he's figuring it out but i think we're getting to a point where investors and analysts and reporters are going you've shown me content which we thought would be fine because it's good talent. Right. And yep, turns out it's fine. Right. Uh, not nothing so far that's like Game of Thrones level, gotta subscribe, Mandalorian. No. Of course. But no one has seen this app. Like, yeah. And it could be the worst thing. It could be like trying to get to a show is the most painful thing in the world and you're like, I'm not gonna bother with yeah. it. Or it doesn't buffer or 
Yeah. You know, on paper, it looks great right now, but they're just going to like toss it out into the world. And then because <laughs> I always assume like things will just work when it comes yeah. to when it comes to a company that I'm especially if I'm subscribing. Yeah, I assume that the Apple TV app will be gorgeous and easily cast to my TV. I assume on Netflix, I'll be able to go to wherever I need to go. Yeah. Like, yeah, you guys are bringing up a big point. I did not even consider well, so it. I, yeah. so I came from Polygon before I was at The Verge and was, uh, they're a general entertainment site, uh, but they have a lot of gaming coverage. And the thing with games was that game lot because live games have live servers and so whenever there's a big game drop the servers will go down it mm-hmm. was like a, it was just a story every time it's like destiny has something servers go down um so when disney plus launched and the servers went down people were like losing their minds and i was like this gaming has dealt with this for so long yeah that they get it uh, if hbo max you know has if the friends reunion is that big maybe hbo max goes down right like it's a thing they're gonna have to deal with i don't see Quibi going down but at the same time if Quibi goes down and no one can access it on the first day for some reason. There isn't anything that's really driving people to sign up and be like, oh, I'm going to check it back out. Yeah. At least with Disney was like, I will come back when it's up because I want to watch The Mandalorian. I need to see Baby Yoda. Yeah. You're bringing up a great point. And I actually think it's going to be really embarrassing when Quibi's app just like works perfectly fine. I hope it does. <laughs> and, 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 you know, <laughs> it doesn't crash at all. I'm sure, and, uh, <laughs> I, I actually hope it does. Again, like I think it's really easy to mock Quibi for a lot of reasons. I want Quibi to succeed. I want so more streaming yeah. services because I like, I mean, one, it keeps me employed. But two, <laughs> it's like I love like watching stuff. Like I love watching yeah. shit. So it's like the more the better. There's just, it's that price point. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I already spend so much on TV and streaming. I don't need to add this right now. Yeah. To touch on the like the whole quality of the app and everything. Mm-hmm. I was watching a wired talk with Katz and uh, Meg Whitman and the person from wired was like, Oh, so you know, how, this is how this works. You have two streams running at the same time. You're buffering all of that. It's got to play high quality on the phone. Like no matter where you are, like what's, how do you like, is everyone's phone going to be able to handle that? And basically their solution was, they said, yeah, well we're going to enable people to download all the content, but you're going to download two streams oh God. of like a whole season. Like how much can your phone actually hold? Is that a good solution? Like, I don't know. How do you that, feel about that? That's a great point. That's a really good point. And I think you've actually brought up one of the most important things here, which is not everyone is walking around with an iPhone 11. I literally have a screen that's so, cra- I work at The Verge. I have a screen that's so cracked on my iPhone 7 that my editors are like, please fix your phone. <laughs> like, don't come in here with that phone. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's, and it's like, I, my phone, I use it every day, but I don't need it to be in pristine shape. Like, I, it's a utility thing for me. It's like it, it does what it has to do. But yeah, like the idea that I'm going to watch <laughs> Quibi through like my cracked screen, yeah. right? And it's like the quality for me doesn't matter as much as long as it runs. Yeah. But they're trying to really say, hey, it's high definite quality. Like we're going to go out there, uh, we're going to do give you the mobile version of 4K, whatever that is, mm-hmm. right? And it's like I don't think most people, you know. I would say the initial subscribers who who, line, who um, sign up for Quibi would care about that. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think they'd be like, it looks great. Um, and the way that like Voodoo has a lot of beloved users still because people mm-hmm. love the high quality. I think the next wave, if they have that kind of next wave of subscribers that me, my friends, are just going to be like, does it run? Like, I don't yeah. care how this looks. It's on my phone. Just make it work. Just right. make it work. And if the idea is that, you know, when I think about Quibi, so we're thinking about Quibi in LA, New York, San Francisco. Right. What about rural Iowa, where there's the broadband is not great, the wireless is not great, and they have to 
download and stream all this on their phone yeah. where they're not getting maybe much signal. We just report right. it on this. It's and, like, and they're like, why am I paying for this when I could watch a 30 minute video on YouTube about a girl living in her van for free? <laughs> <laughs> why would I do this? And it's only 10 minute episodes, 30 minutes. This girl lives in her van. Like, That's what? riveting. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. Well, listen, I don't want us to run out of time completely. So I want to know. We filled you in a little bit on our personal Quibi drama. I love it. Which is... It breaks our, my heart. Cro- thank you. It's our cross to bear being like the leading Quibi podcast mm. and only Quibi And the podcast. only. So <laughs> I just want to get your take. You know Katzenberg, you know Meg Whitman, and you know how powerful they are in both the tech and entertainment industry. Should we fear for our lives? Because it seems as if we are on their bad side. Nah, I also think they are going to, when the app launches, I think they're going to want more earned media. And if they really go after people who are having opinions about Quibi and taking down earned media, it's just a bad business ploy. I think they will inevitably lean into the kind of mocker that comes as long as they have subscribers so they can go make fun of us, like have fun with it. Because you guys aren't mean. You're just like, hey, this is like a really fun thing to talk about. And we're Mm -hmm. really captivated by it. I think they'll be okay with it. I think they won't be if the subscribers don't grow. If they're kind of mm, like, oh, the people that are talking about us are saying kind of bad things. Mm. But even then, Katzenberg has been doing this for a long time. He's from Disney. He knows that he can't go out and be like, yeah, I'm going to take down every podcast. And nor do I think he does he want to. Right. Mm-hmm. I also wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't even know that this happened with your podcast <laughs> like he's just so far removed from the operations we side. joke we're like there is a dedicated slack at quibi about our podcast yeah. that has not been released yet <laughs> and they're all like fuck these people <laughs> but no i think you're saying a great point and this is something we've said we want people to get quibi yeah we want because we want to talk about it with people yeah. Yeah. we don't want to be the only people like screaming into a void here yeah. we want people we want there to be a discussion because it's fun there's a part of me that truly believes quibi becomes a thing because it Kassenberg. Look, if anyone's going to, as everyone right. says, if anyone's going to do it, it's Katzenberg. And maybe they do have that show that picks up. Well, it's thank you hype. so it's much all- for coming on to <laughs> Thank you for having me. We uh, we know we're the world's most dangerous Quibi podcast, so thank you for being brave enough. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a coward <laughs> for coming on to the podcast. <laughs> and we look forward to reading more about what you're writing about, Quibi and otherwise, Quibi, yeah. on The Verge. Thank you again. Do you want to plug like your Twitter or something? Anything? You can follow me on The Verge and then on Twitter at Loudmouth Julia. Thank you so much. Feel free to come back anytime. Thanks, guys. Oh, shoot. We ran out of time. That's how long these episodes are. Sorry. Hope you don't find it annoying because it's Quibi's entire business model. To see how this conversation ends, tune in next time on Quibiverse. Thanks for listening and please rate, subscribe, and share with your favorite Quibillionaire wannabes. See you in a Quibi.